the weather. Once I get home to Pleasant Hill, I shan't feel like turning out again. Aye, it's a fair trek to Pleasant Hill. Bet you get sick of it, eh? Bet I do. Maybe we can go out from here sometime, then. Maybe we can. Sometime. Kirsty moved on into the workroom at the rear of the shop, the hub of McCray's where the kilts were made. Measurements worked out, tartan cut, pinned, bound, stitched, stiffened, pressed. Say it quickly, and it didn't sound much. But think of it. Six thousand stitches in every kilt. No wonder it had taken Kirsty five years to learn her craft. She loved it, too. Always had. Ever since she'd left school early to work as a trainee. Loved the smell of the tartans and the leather of the strap fastenings. Loved the long tables where she spread out her work and the drawer at the side where she kept her shears, tape measure and needles. This was her own special world, which didn't mean to say she wasn't aware of other people's worlds in the 1960s and of how exciting they might be. And thinking sometimes that she wouldn't mind seeing something of those worlds for herself. Didn't seem likely that she ever would, of course. Everything was tidy now in the workroom, ready for the night. Just the way Mrs. McNee, the senior kilt-maker, liked it. Oh, she was a fusspot, all right, but a wonderful needlewoman and teacher who had trained both Kirsty and lively Lil Buchanan to her own exacting standards, even if, at times, she could make them want to tear their hair out. They had to admire her, eh? After all, she had devoted more than half her life to McRae's, could even remember old Mr. Henry Longdead, who'd founded the firm and still thought of his son and present owner as young Mr. Andrew. Now, as she tied a headscarf over the greying ridges of her perm, she checked with Kirsty if she'd been sure to turn the sign round on the door so that it showed closed. Yes, Mrs. McNee, I turned it round. That's good, dear. Don't want folk thinking they can still come in. Very few out in weather like this. Lil... Blonde, freckle-faced and attractive, was gasping with the effort of pulling on her wellingtons. Hogmanay's over, the sales are over, it's all gone quiet. Still, you never know who'll be wanting a kilt or a sparn for Burns Night or whatever, Mrs. McNee declared. Just when you want to get away, in they want to come. Lil laughed, and having won the battle with her wellingtons, moved closer to Kirsty. Dermot want you to go out again. One of these days, you might really go. I wouldn't mind going out somewhere, but no with Dermot. He's very attractive, though. He is. Just no my type, I suppose. How about going to the new club for drinks with Mr. McRae, then? You know he pushed off early. All right for some, eh? The new club's a bit old for me, Kirsty answered admiring her calf-length leather boots with buckles and square toes, a Christmas present from her stepmother, Lena. As for going anywhere with Mr. McRae, she couldn't imagine it. Why, he was over thirty, and probably had some well-to-do girlfriend his mother thought suitable, if she thought anybody could be. "'Hey, I'm away!' she cried, glancing at the workroom clock. "'I'll miss my bus if I don't watch out. Good night, Mrs. McNee. You coming, Lil?' Too right I am. I want to get home too. 
You folk let yourselves out, then I'll lock up again. Mrs McNee told them, Take care now, it's a terrible night. Walk you girls to Princess Street, asked Dermot, appearing in the doorway with a raincoat over his jacket and kilt. If you're quick then. Better watch out, the snow's turned to slush. I'm wearing my new boots, I'll be okay, Kirsty said, buttoning her coat and turning up her collar. But outside in the slush, with the wind tearing at them like a mad thing, she was glad to take Dermot's arm, and so was Lil. Making their way gingerly up the high street and down the mound to Princess Street, they laughed together at nothing much and parted at Kirsty's bus stop. "'You be all right?' asked Dermot, who, with Lil, had to cross to Hanover Street to catch the number 23. "'Haven't missed your bus, have you?' No, I was...